0: Praise the Lord, and good afternoon, everyone. Well, thanks for inviting us. We are blessed to be here this afternoon. I haven't been very nervous back home when ministering the Word of God, but it just happened that... um, While ministering in Australia has given me a lot of nerves, but I'm working towards it The title of my message this afternoon is Enlarging Our Boundaries I remember the time when I was a second year Bible college student in Papua New Guinea and it is during those times, God laid a burden in my heart for prayer So I had a friend, we used to go on the prayer mountain early in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning to pray Sometimes I would sleep while praying, it's cold But sometimes I would pray through and sometimes I wouldn't want to come down from the prayer mountain because it became so interesting to pray so I had prayed for maybe quite some time and it is during those days God spoke to me in an audible voice you might say it's baloney but that's how it is God spoke to me in an audible voice and this is what he said Isaiah 54 2 that's all he spoke. And I could not understand, I didn't understand what he meant. But over that course of time, I have learned that when God speaks something, he is committed in fulfilling his word. Amen? So let me, before we jump into the word, Let me just share a quick testimony of the goodness of God Because what I'm going to share with us is purely the grace of God Nothing that I can boast of It is purely the grace of God And the work of God How God can use anyone, an ordinary person To be a blessing Amen So straight after the Bible college, I was asked to be the staff at World Missions Faith Training School where I was involved in helping as a staff to train young men and women to become missionaries. Under the leadership of the principal, Pastor Tim Johnson, he was from South Carolina, USA, he was the principal of the school and I was working under him. While working under him and it happened that they went for furlough and when they came back to Papua New Guinea it became very difficult for his wife to cope up in Papua New Guinea because in Papua New Guinea you are living in a in a house closed what I mean to say is after six you do not go out or maybe at dark, you do not go out. When you are pulling your car, you are always mindful that you are not held up at a gunpoint. You cannot walk alone on the street because you might never know whom you're going to find. I have been held up at gunpoint. I have been surrounded by mobs a couple of times. You know, like five or six young men just came running. Monica, Monica, Monica you know I hide myself the trauma that you have for it lasts for about two weeks or even for a month sometimes it's very difficult to go to washroom because where I was living in the dormitory the washroom was about hundred meters away so you can imagine two o'clock three o'clock in the morning you just want to go to the washroom it becomes very difficult because you do not know what's going to happen so I was working as a staff and uh, Pastor Tim Johnson decided to leave for the States and there I was given this opportunity to lead the school. And here I am, given an opportunity to lead the school with no educational background, just finished my Bible college, put in as a staff and now here I am running the school. When I was given the school, Pastor Tim Johnson, we and I, he and I had a meal, and then he said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go now, giving you the school. I said, don't give me the school. Give me the country. I want the country. Don't just give me the school. I didn't know what God has spoken and how he's going to fulfill his word. So I was involved in running a school, uh, a full-time world missions faith training school. On top of that, we started another school. That is, running a Saturday class for those who are unable to come to school full-time, they can run a part-time school on a Saturday. You can imagine teaching Monday to Friday or Sunday to Sunday and then you have another school comes in the middle, running another school on Saturday and on top of that I'm running another school that is taking the school with the members of maybe five or six people to go to the central province, one-week intensive school. So, I prepare the team, prepare the material, even prepare the certificate for one week, and go to the school, take the school, and go and run the school. On top of that, I was involved in running a weekend, maybe Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, going to another province, and running a mission seminar. On top of that, I'm asked by the AOG Jubilee school, degree students to teach them on world missions How to become missionaries and what is world missions, a 20-hour lecture on missions as from Monday to Friday, some in the, in the schedule Then we were taking the same school to the, to the different churches in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in Port Mosby talking to them about missions and you may be wondering how in the world you are able to do this because I can honestly say it has been by the grace of God, the strength that He gives, because He has spoken very clearly what His intent was. So let me give you a little bit of background how I got involved in missions. When I was a uh, maybe first year or second year student, Barbara Buckland was our, she was a missionary from Canada, if you might remember Barbara Buckland, she went to be with the Lord, and she took us on history of missions, from Jerusalem to Iran Jaya on missions, maybe about let's say 40 hours on world missions, and guess what, I have never heard about missions, if you were to ask me, what do you know about missions, I had no idea what is missions, so can you imagine sitting in a class, she's talking about, historical perspective of missions, the biblical perspective of missions and everything that I hear goes zoom, 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 zoom. just maybe what is happening for the first time, if you heard about missions and guess what, I'm a staff at World Missions Faith Training School and I asked the principal, Tim Johnson, Pastor Tim Johnson you guys don't have anything else to talk about you guys are talking about missions 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 you know every time I hear you are talking about missions can't you talk about faith can't you talk about Holy Spirit can't you talk about you know couple, some other t- subject why are you talking about missions and this is what Pastor Tim Johnson said missions is like a bug I mean we had bug recently but he said missions is like a bug you won't know it until you have it And these are the clear words that he spoke to me that missions is like a bug you might uh, the church that we belong to has been involved in missionary work for maybe a couple of decades reaching out to many many different countries and you may be wondering why are we reaching out to the lost why can't we reach out to our own community there are people dying in our nation there are people suffering in our own community in our own town why should we go out and take the gospel to other parts of the world I mean I did. I said the same words to our church back home and one of the senior men stood up and said why, can't, why are you talking about missions when we have people in our own community they have not heard the gospel so you can see the urgency to share the gospel to the lost Amen so what happened is that I began to study on missions I don't know anything, I'm teaching missions So that's the best way to learn is to teach, Amen So I'm teaching missions, I'm learning about missions And guess what happens? Something happened in my heart That is when I remembered when Barbara Buckland in our session In our teachings, she said these words I began to study every scripture concerning God's heart from Genesis to Revelation. This is Barbara Buckland in her lectures, that's what I remembered. I studied every scripture concerning God's heart from Genesis to Revelation. While writing the book on history of missions, something happened in my heart. You imagine Barbara Buckland is a missionary from Canada working under Pastor Barry Silverback as a missionary in a foreign land and she's serving there you might say oh she's very talented she's very gifted she knows about missions she's not about she knows about intercultural studies she knows how to cross bridges build bridges no cross boundaries you might be saying like that it is when something happened in the heart of Barbara Buckland, she, took, she went out of the uh, office and she saw some Papua New Guinean children playing and she went and grabbed them and she began to cry after serving for so many years, this is what happened in her heart something happened in her heart, amen? so this was just a icebreaker I would say, amen? So God spoke to me very clearly in an audible voice, Isaiah 54 verse 2, and may I read with us this morning, uh, this afternoon, it says, enlarge the place of your tent, another translation He says, enlarge the place of your habitation. And let them stretch out curtains of your dwellings do not spare lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes this is it I wonder why he didn't say verse 3 verse 4 because in verse 3 it says for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited you see the first part is our responsibility the second part is god's responsibility he says son i want you to enlarge your habitation i want you to enlarge your your tent what do you understand when you hear the word enlarge your tent what i get is what the what it means is make room in your heart make room in your heart what do you mean make room in your heart? make room in your heart to accommodate people people of different culture, people of different language, background the greatest mark of a missionary is to love people Amen and I want you to know it is a very difficult task to love people it is okay to love people from your own culture from your own language maybe from your own social economic level but what about loving people that are from those who don't take shower for a week what about loving those you know you don't want to love so here the Lord is speaking into my heart son I want you to make room there's no greater example than the example of Jesus I remember the time, when his cousin John the Baptist is being beheaded His pastor, his forerunner is beheaded and Jesus, he wants to go find a place to mourn you know, he goes for a desolate place, a a place where he can mourn and what happens next, is a multitude follows him multitude comes in behind him imagine you the pastor, someone very close to you died and you want to just have some time for yourself and you want to, you know, you want to mourn have a time for yourself and what happens next is the whole multitude is coming behind you and guess what happens he ends up ministering to them for the whole day 5,000 men including children he feeds them in the evening can you imagine ministering 5,000 people whole day talking to them, encouraging them, healing them and after the evening had come, Jesus said okay, I want to have some time for myself what he does next, he sends his disciples okay guys, I want you to take the boat, go for a ride because I want to have some time for myself he goes up to the mountain to pray because his cousin has just died (laughs) after ministering the whole day he wants to be alone and guess what happens three o'clock in the morning the disciples are in trouble and he comes walking on the water and being with the disciples at that time I mean I cannot find any other illustration to see in the busiest moment of Jesus life the most difficult moment he was willing to embrace He was willing to make room You know, back home we were involved in pastoring three churches Sometimes I would end up preaching three sermons before twelve I'd drop Hazel to one church Go and preach in another church, go and preach another one Go back to another church and preach And go and pick her by about maybe one o'clock Then go home maybe 2.30 I get a call somebody is sick in the hospital and he wants the pastor to go and preach they don't want anybody else you know you might uh... and I'm just saying you know I just had a whole day it's become so very difficult to go and talk to people to go and even pray I had a very busy day but here it, it says I want you to make room make room, make room to accommodate people in your life, because guess what's going to happen, verse 3 is going to come into action, for you will expand, to the left, to the right, and you're in, you're in, in your inhabitants, your descendants will inherit the earth, he said I want you to enlarge, and the next verse it says, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling, what do you understand by the word stretch out the curtains, curtain has to do with vision, amen, when we t- stretch the curtain we can see outside of our house, beyond ourselves, you remember the time when Jesus, he was went from Judea to Galilee and in between here to go through Samaria and here in John chapter 4 If you might read this passage a woman comes up at Jacob's well and Jesus says woman give me a drink and guess what after conversation with this woman this woman said I know I hear that there's a messiah going to come he's going to tell us about everything and after talking to him the disciples the smart disciples come to him they didn't bother him or didn't ask him why Jesus you're talking to the to the to the Samaritan woman and Jesus said and the disciples said to him in John chapter 4 verse 34 it says have you had had you had something to eat and Jesus says my work let me read us this scripture because in John chapter 4 it says Jesus said in verse 34 My food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Do not say, then comes four months, and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and see. You know, Bible tells us to lift our eyes. When we look down, what do we see? We see our shoes. As we begin to lift our eyes, what do we see? We see less ourselves and we see more of others, amen? and the Bible tells us in Isaiah 54 he says this is what I want you to do I want not only to make room in your heart but I want you to enlarge the vision I want you to see beyond yourself I want you to see beyond the horizons beyond the boundaries I want you to break boundaries if a church needs to experience growth Evangelism has to be on a cutting edge. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It can only happen if every one of us understand the urgency to reach out to the lost. You know the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 Go therefore and make disciples of all nations when you hear the word nations, what comes to your mind? Nations, the Greek word for nation is ethnic, ethnos it, in English it can be translated ethnic people groups in Africa you will see Africa as a continent, as one nation but when the Bible says ethnic people groups There are many, many different languages that make different nations. When Jesus was saying to his disciples, I want you to go to the nations, he was not saying just go to the continent, but go to the individual nations, to the peoples. Amen? And go and make disciples. Why do you think we need to go and make disciples? Jesus has called us, he's commanded us, not to make converts but to go and make disciples why do you think disciples is important Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 it says like this and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness and a testimony to the nations and then the end will come you know friends we can be sitting in our wheelchair and Jesus is not gonna come There's so much talk about this prophecy is going to happen, that prophecy is going to happen. But if you look into this scripture, there's no other scripture in the Bible that talks very specifically about the coming of Christ than this scripture. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness and a testimony to the nations. And then the end will come. Amen? And then the end will come. Bible talks about in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The word end It doesn't say then, it says end, end is a connective verb, while at the same time in Jerusalem, at the same time being involved involved in Judea Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You know the writer of Luke Acts, the doctor Luke is writing and he gives a very big theme, the theme of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, if you study the book of Acts, you will see how the gospel from a small town of Jerusalem went to the majestic city of Rome it is the work of the Holy Spirit how Holy Spirit is involved in reaching out to the lost to the needy, amen very quickly, amen, hallelujah and then it says lengthen your cord and strengthen its stakes I'm pretty sure First time I hear that people like to go for camping, amen? And here they build camp, tent. So imagine a tent. You put the stake, the poles, put the tent and then it says, lengthen the cord. Lengthen the cord and strengthen the stake. You know if we are going to lengthen the cord without strengthening the stakes, it is of no good. We can be sending people, we can be going here and there in there If we do not strengthen the stakes, the tent is going to crumble We can be involved in, in reaching out to the lost But we if ourselves are not properly grounded in God's word It is going to crumble Let me read to you what I have gathered uh, from the studies How shall we lengthen the cord? By sending out our organization in every direction. Amen? And if we are going to have this strengthened cord, we must add our own strength. We must add our own strength. We must not only lengthen the cord, but strengthen the stakes. If one is weak stake in the circumference of the tent, if the weak, if the, if the stake is weak it can easily be pulled out and eventually the whole tent is going to crumble so what I'm trying to say to us is this what God spoke into my heart concerning this passage how his word was fulfilled in my life just a nobody from a small town how God can use Be to be a blessing in training young men and young women to become missionaries to other parts of the world I have seen young men and women from Papua New Guinea in the three years that I was part involved in running the school we have seen young men and women has gone to many different places to share the gospel in these three years by God's grace I was able to cover 11 provinces out of 21 provinces where I have put my foot in sharing the gospel Because I saw what God was saying to me. He spoke to my heart. He said son This is what I have for you This is what I have for you If you if you want to reach out to the lost if you want to reach out to the community I'm pretty sure you have the desire to see this uh, Kuluman community being brought to the brought with the salvation message You know, our family, we have been involved in reaching out to the lost in Narendra. You know, it has been my prayer that I want to bring one family. Lord, just one family. For one year I have been praying, God, just one family. We have some chooks at home and we give free eggs. Chook eggs for free to our neighbors to the nurses in Teloka, to the Nepalese people, to the Indians, to the Filipinos, as an opportunity so that I can, we can have an opportunity to share the gospel. You see, what I'm trying to say to us is this. It is not good enough, I feel, just to be a role model and say, yeah, he's a, a great Christian, he's a good man, he brings eggs to us. You know, I, I, I bought some roosters from Ashley You know, we, Ashley, you know, Pastor's son, Pastor, Pastor Trevor's son We got it and we gave gift, one rooster To all these uh, different nations So that we can make bridges But one thing I realize is this They need more than rooster They need more than, they need to hear the gospel Bible says, Bible tells us in Romans if we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, believe that he died and rose again from the dead, he shall be saved, people need to hear the gospel message and they will only respond to the gospel message and come to Christ, amen? It is not, I mean sometimes I think, how in the world I'm going to share the gospel with these Filipinos, the Nepalese, the Indians, We invite them to pastor's place, have a meal. You know, invite them to our home, have a meal. Just so that we can have an opportunity to share the gospel. If we want to share the gospel, our heart needs to be enlarged. Our vision needs to be broadened. We need to go cross the barriers, break the boundaries, so that we will be able to share the gospel. Wherever we are, that is the season that we are in. Maybe I was in Sydney for the past so many years. That was a Sydney, those were the boundaries. There's an opportunity that God gave for us to share the gospel. Now that we're here, this is a, another season where we can be instrumental in sharing the law, gospel to the lost. Bible says that the soul that sinners shall perish. Are sinners lost. Do they need to hear the gospel? do they need to hear the gospel, is there urgency to to share the gospel believers are perishing every day, the souls are dying every day whose responsibility is it to share the gospel, is it your responsibility, is my responsibility or somebody else's the great commission is obligatory, it is for all Christians, it's all generation and it's for all peoples it is your and my obligation for us to reach out to the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ you know the Bible tells us he's not going to come back until the gospel message is preached to the nations let us enlarge our heart let us lay hold of God and see to it that God does something in our heart Amen I'd like to, just a quick one, Amen Hallelujah, one uh, testimony very quickly. An encounter with God, I do not know if you got a chance to hear about this, but maybe just uh, to encourage us this afternoon. It was in those days when I was a young Christian, every time I would go into the presence of God, I'd raise my hands, tears would be coming down my cheek I could imagine the cross, how Jesus died for me and how I've been brought from Hinduism to become a Christian from a devout Hindu, how I became a Christian as in a small church, It was a house fellowship and we were worshipping God, my hands were lifted up and tears was coming down through my eye towards my cheek right down to my chest and I was shouting to the top of my voice I said Jesus every time I try to follow you I always fall down I want you to hold my hand I want you to hold my hand as my hands was lifted up tears was running down to my cheek right to my chest I envisioned a hand coming down through the clouds and suddenly suddenly the Lord held my right hand physically held my right hand it was like being transformed from one atmosphere into another atmosphere it was such a glorious i would give anything to be in that atmosphere honestly speaking i would give anything to be in that presence it is such glorious presence i would sometimes in church would raise my hands and i said lord one more time please one more time would you hold me again i would crave for that moment just lord one more time just one more time just hold me one more time As my hands was lifted up Literally the Lord held my right hand As I was translated into another atmosphere And suddenly I remembered Maybe somebody beside me is holding my hand Is this an experience or is it I'm shouting to the top of my voice Maybe somebody's praying for me You know As I opened my eyes Nobody was standing beside me And I knew for that moment, it was the Lord who held my right hand What I'm trying to say to us If this could just be the glimpse of what heaven be like What it would be like to be in heaven What it would be like to be in heaven When there is no crying, there is no dying, there is no tears Man! what a glorious moment what is something to look forward to what a hope what a hope to be there with God from eternity to eternity and there are people who will be lost for eternity without Christ but thanks be to God who has given us this privilege that we can be the light to the people, we can be a helping hand to someone, someone who has never heard the gospel, maybe get an opportunity to hear the gospel and find Christ, the free gift of eternal life, once for once, and they can be thankful for the rest of their life, for eternity to eternity, I will be thankful that somebody came and shared this gospel message, a Hindu very devoted boy and gave me Christ, priceless gift which I cannot compare with any gift that anybody can ever give to me, the gift of salvation, the gift of knowing Christ Jesus and making Him my Lord and my Savior. What an opportunity we have, what a chance we have, maybe someone that you go to your workplace, you would just say, Lord, just one moment, one chance to share the gospel. I know it may be hard, maybe what if, it's going to get angry, what if, what if, what if we can be will, what if, so many what if, but what if that opportunity can lead them to Christ we'll have something to rejoice with someone it is my prayer that before I leave Narendra, God willing I'll be able to lead one soul to Christ just one Lord, one soul let us bow our head in prayer Amen Father, you said you watch over your word you said heaven and earth shall pass away but Lord, your, your word is never passed away, O oh God. So Lord, we ask today, more of you and less of us, O oh God. Lord, we pray that Calvary becomes real, O oh God. Let there be intense passion. Passion for you, O oh God. Passion to be in your presence. Passion, O oh God, to give anything to be in your presence, O oh God. Just so that, O oh God, we can have a touch from you. So, Lord, I pray for your brothers and sisters who are gathered together. Lord, I pray that there be a burden in our hearts as we go throughout the week, O oh God, that we'll be able to share the gospel with someone, O oh God. You will create an opportunity, you'll create an environment, O oh God, that we'll be able to share the gospel of Christ. And Lord, bless our time of fellowship, bless each and every one of us today. Dismiss us now with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you and God bless you all.